0: To marvellous pod where we'll be dissecting and discussing the third episode of what if what if the world lost its mightiest heroes i'm laura and as always i am joined among my lovely co-hosts abby hello and matthew hello so podsters what did we think this week
1: this is continuing the what if anything that i want it to be Mm -hmm. because this really was a I, I wouldn't have come up with this story in all the what ifs. With if, if you gave a million Matthews, a million typewriters, they would not have come up with this story. Um, but at the same time, it's really weird. It's a really weird story. So I, I, so? I, I like where it's going. Because I, I think for two reasons. One is it's, you know, let's kill all the Avengers and then make it the Van Dynes based around, which is a connection I wouldn't have made, um, and I think is a bit strange. But it's also that I think the the previous two episodes you can very much point to, there is a single decision a single moment, that we can go, that's what changed things. Yondu outsourced the picking up of Peter as he probably did in a million universes and in this one universe they picked up Charla by mistake and not the other 999,000 children they picked up in all the other universes so we're following that one story and in the other one it was it was Peggy Carter decided not to leave or or you know that her decision then changed this thing we haven't got in this the moment that hope <laughs> I'm so terrible with names that hope decided to be because she's not an agent of Shield in in the Sacred Timeline, so we've we've never had that decision of, oh, she went left where she could have gone right and became a Shield agent, or didn't become a Shield agent, or or whether it was you know that Nick Fury gave her the speech here rather than Coulson giving her the speech or something. Just yeah. there's no point we can look at and say, oh, that's the difference, that one thing, and and, and that particularly goes to Laurie. You've talked about how. Like, with Wasp and Hope Van Dyne, we know nothing about her. We know nothing that she could have been an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or, or was an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and isn't in the sacred timeline or something. So it's really hard to sort of say, what was the defining difference in this universe that got us to this point? And everything else has run exactly the same except that one thing. So it's, it's strange in that count as well.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things where I, I mean... Apart from the fact that there's like 47 Avengers films, um, my brain isn't sure that this didn't already happen. Um, so there's that. Uh, so I do spend a lot of time watching it, going, oh, I don't know, how different is this? You know, I mean, Hawkeye, he does suck, and um, I, you know, my my internal narrative was was quite damning. But only of of it, you know. Like I, I still really enjoy watching this show because it takes things like the Avengers, um, and manages to kill them all off in a way that doesn't make me happy or anything because that would be inappropriate. <laughs> but but does bring quite ah, a lot of entertainment. I, I mean, um, I feel like this this really again, you know, I keep coming back to kind of this makes the most of the medium, mm-hmm. um it does a lot of things that you just can't do in a film at pace mm-hmm. um you know the the script is just so tight and interesting and fast um it's, it's just really something to watch it's just something to watch and enjoy and
1: um cost about is that what you well,
2: I just <laughs> I mean I'm excited to find out what happened and how it's different um <laughs> But from my perspective, I was just, you know, can we do all the Avengers things like this? Like, could this just be how it is? Because this is great. I'm not killing um, them all. I had a great time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Take out all the character stuff. Yeah. Just give me moments, set pieces, done.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I didn't feel like anyone was missing their character. I mean, it was all there. It just, I didn't have to watch it for like three hours at a time. mm. It was you know, nobody seemed to be missing any elements. I I've, i felt very clear on who everyone was and, and they all seemed very consistent with how they usually appear and yeah. Yeah, yeah just it's like fast forward Avengers. <laughs> um the only thing I would say is yeah, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Um the answer to which is, is certainly, you know, in there thirty seconds and there's the Loki I was looking for from Loki the T V series. And if I can't have him there, I'm quite happy to have him here somebody capable of great power and great nonsense (laughs) um, and great quips. And I just, yeah, brilliant. What what a joy to see that. Obviously, didn't really spend much time in, in the actual answer to what if. And I think that this was interesting to have this kind of this one that felt very unresolved. And I don't know. I mean, I thought these were all one offs, but it really felt like we could see more of this.
1: Yeah, I, that's I- exactly my feeling. When, when we come to that conversation later, if we come to it, like this is the one so far that I'm going, oh, yeah, I could see where this goes. That would be interesting. You know, is Tilda Swinton over there somewhere going, yeah, I saw this coming, and I could take Loki. Don't worry. Something like that, because that would be awesome. But you're absolutely right. And I think that's what's a bit weird about this. This isn't what if Earth lost its mightiest heroes. It's what if Hope Van Dyne died because of something Nick Fury did, now tell the story
2: i just want to point out that earlier when you said a million matthews with a million typewriters wouldn't have come up with this <laughs> and i was going to ask what would what would they come up with but actually exactly i think we answered it thinking. with tilda swinton over there <laughs> yeah. all million matthews have written tilda swinton over there saying, eight, I eight Avengers films
1: tilda swinton wins <laughs> at the end of all of them yeah with jenny agatha helping me, <laughs> you know Occ- exactly. Occasionally, Sigourney Weaver rocks up. <laughs> Precisely. Exactly this. This is what you want. <laughs> yeah, is Sigourney
0: Weaver. She's not been at no. the MCU yet, has no. she?
1: There's, you know.
2: No, mm. that's Avatar. Oh. <laughs> 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 and
0: Cabin
1: in the Woods. Yes, and Cabin oh, in the Woods. I've seen that? Oh, watch
0: mm. that. Ah, oh, no, scary, mm. scary.
1: Mm. Not I'm pretty. sure About that one.
0: Scary, scary.
2: We'll have that conversation off pod. Okay.
1: Scary, okay. violent. Okay.
0: Off well, pod. <laughs> I accidentally read the blurb before I pressed oh no. the button, which I don't normally do. But I don't, I'm I'm on leave today um, this week. Can't Obviously, hurt. I am just um, far too relaxed. And so when I saw the blurb that says the Avengers are targeted by a serial killer. <laughs> I had think, what the hell? This is really dark. Because <laughs> when I think of serial killer, I think of something really gory and yeah, like ritualistic killings. Which, I mean, this was more clinical assassination, which, you know, I'm fine with. But yeah, that was a bit worrying going into it. I really like this one. I'm sure you won't be surprised. I love a mystery. Uh, and I didn't guess who it was, even when there's the hope, hope well, stuff. Mm. didn't. But I completely believe that Hank Pym would totally murder people in revenge. So... Yeah. Uh, I did miss Scarlett Johansson's voice because you know I am a big uh, Black Widow fan. Hugely, but I would still watch this whole series of this Widow. Yeah, if they did an animated mm-hmm. series of this Widow, I'd be really happy watching it and really enjoy it and just look at it as being you know another version of that character. Um, I don't know. I just feel that Scarlett Johansson's performance has a bit more of this kind of sparky element to it, and there were bits of that and I really like Lake Bell. Um, now, and also, we don't know if her performance just as voice acting would have been able to p- portray that. But I just felt that it was just missing that kind of like slightly different something for me. But yeah, really, really enjoyed it. And um, as I say, would very happily watch a whole series of Widow investigating stuff with Nick Fury doing on missions.
1: As your movie spin spinoffs, um, Scarlett Johansson is very good in The Jungle Book as, I'm going to say, Ra? Carr. Car, the yes, snake? she is. Yes, yeah, she's very good in that. So I think, I think she can do that because she yeah. does have a very distinctive voice, and she is. She, d-
0: I think, you know. that's the thing as well, she has such Hard a distinctive thing, yeah. voice. That, mm-hmm. oh, in fact, she did, she did her, didn't she? So I assume,
1: yeah, exactly. She's probably so, pretty damn good at it. Yeah, you know, but. she knows that's one of the reasons she's has because she's has a great voice and yeah. can use it really well. Um I do have a lot of time for late bell though. If you've not seen In a World mm-hmm. Run and watch it because that's extraordinary. That is a
0: really um, good, mm-hmm. really good film. Oh, so like Man Up as well.
1: I don't know A seen
0: rom-com that. with Simon Pegg.
1: Oh, yes, and she meets him, doesn't she? Mm. Mm, mm. I mean, That's yeah, good. rom-com where she meets him. <laughs> I mean, it <laughs>
0: <laughs> no spoilers, Matthew, someone might not have seen it. <laughs> so, what, what, what were the best bits? I think
2: that I, I am thinking that I, I just I generally felt that each scene had a high point as well. Like, it, it felt very well composed and very even and as you're watching it kind of unfold each each scene kind of like has a joke and a twist Mm. um you know it was all it was almost i mean again i feel like i'm saying this most weeks but like flipping through the pages of a comic it was it was all very constructed Mm. um
1: yeah they do all feel like sort of 60 page graphic novels mm. you know they're not too much there's not huge amounts of things going on you can see what the you know if they were five or six issues there's a cover for each of them
2: yeah hmm. um i've really enjoyed every uh, environment where you could see the watcher um and that you mm-hmm. know i know we've seen that before but i thought they were really beautifully done this time and i feel like he's kind of becoming more prevalent and more hmm. interesting and I i wonder
0: if he's going to have an arc has he been like that in the previous episodes like in the background somewhere, because More
1: subtly, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've missed it previously in that case because that's that something I thought was really nice in this one, hmm. and I was wondering if I missed it. Hmm.
2: No, I think I think it was just one in each of the others. Ah, okay. I could okay. be wrong.
0: Something that I meant to say earlier is, we the second season for this has been greenlit already. Ooh. Okay. My understanding is so mm-hmm. what I think we might have is whichever of these are popular frankly or, and have some way of um, continuing on like this mm. one mm. I think we we might actually then see what happens in the next season
2: I mean I did find myself sort of hoping that it would almost be like you know in, in a end of the century TV series where you'd have your proper kind of monster of the week and then your overriding arc and maybe this is the introduction to the arc and then the others can mm. be monster of the week wouldn't that be nice to have something like that I,
1: I, I, I think it's kind of interesting having seen a couple of reviews on this where there was one that talked about how at the end of this, um, you're left with captain Amer- captain Marvel and captain America brackets Carter question mark. And that this universe only now has them and T'Challa as star Lord left. I'm like, okay, you've missed the point that these are all different stories. <laughs> guys. guys Metro, frankly, reviewer who should know better you've missed what's going on well, I was on thinking
0: here. How, also, that doesn't how... even work for Carter she wasn't frozen yeah,
1: she wasn't on the ice exactly exactly so I'm like did you read the synopsis and not watch it or something um, yes
2: I mean I did think you know as as we pointed out last week with the Avengers weapons having been collected by the collector mm-hmm. I did think that that was an interesting possibly maybe these are in the same universe mm. maybe that is not impossible um and yeah, it is it is apparently disparate universes, but not necessarily. Um I mean I suppose the point is that it is individual what ifs, but hmm. maybe they could join up in some way if they wanted to. Um but yeah, that I don't think we're supposed to be kind of tallying up
1: <laughs> No yet. <Yeah. laughs> I don't think that we' where, be... where all our pieces are on the board, yeah. Yet. No,
2: because no. that's that's not what this is.
1: Can I ask a Hawkeye question? Because of the Hawkeye
2: comments (sighs) you made earlier. Who? Yeah.
1: Is it that Hawkeye's awful, or Jeremy Renner's awful? Jeremy
2: Renner's awful. No, I mean, he may be, but but by the by. No, I I know a lot about this question, because I... (laughs) I really, really dislike Hawkeye. Um, So I've done my homework over the years because I'm aware that if you're going to take strongly against Marvel characters, you should do some homework. And I have. I've read Hawkeye. Citation-leaded. I've seen him in stuff, in comics. I don't like him. He's annoying. Um, I particularly don't like Marvel Cinematic Universe Hawkeye. I just think he brings nothing to anything. I thought it was Jeremy Renner. Because I don't like him in Mission Impossible either. And I like everything about Mission Impossible except Jeremy Renner. Okay. But then I saw Arrival. And he is oh, wonderful yeah. in Arrival. And that really annoyed me. It might just be um, because Arrival is It doesn't matter. It's an extremely good performance. And absolutely won me over. And I thought, well, I can't argue with... The acting talent, because it's, it's not an easy part either. No. And the things he does with it are just brilliant. So, can act, hate
0: Hawkeye. Okay. okay. I think I can safely say I don't like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye.
2: I mean, I don't want to go to dinner with him or anything. So. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. I'll, I'll get him to reschedule. It'll be fine.
2: Top three MCU people you would like to go to dinner with we should definitely cover at some point. <gasps>
1: Let me think. It doesn't have to be now. There are a million Matthews who can <laughs> um, answer you straight. Yeah, well, we
0: know that it's just three different Tildes. <laughs> so that's fine. Oh, Jenny's going to get in there as well. Yeah, and, uh, and, once, yeah.
1: and once Keanu's in this, this, up in this joint, Keanu's done. Is,
0: is Keanu coming? Is that there a thing? Talk I think he's in Thor 4?
1: What 3? He's not in, in Thor, Thor 4 because be. they're
0: filming that. Or have filmed that. I don't know where they are. But anyway, they started.
2: Yeah, is it as Bill or Ted? Them. I can see that working.
0: What, well, that's coming it, through the, the multiverse?
1: The, yeah. Who's the, who's the something something Bill that we see in Ragnarok in the champion fighting world? Sakar. And there's someone called something something Bill who was also a champion on the statue?
0: Oh, uh, Issa? I don't know, you've lost me now. Okay. Oh, that's too, too detailed. I wasn't paying attention.
1: Oh, apparently he's been offered Craven the Hunter.
0: That's it. What, and what? The, what's that to appear in? Or at least to begin I beginning. think
1: in a solo film.
0: Not just about Craven the Hunter, surely.
1: And that's possibly a Sony thing.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Beta Ray Bill. That was the rumour that it was going to be. Hmm. Him, okay. Who is one of the fighting he dudes in the battle world.
0: One of the fighting-y dudes. Bringing us slightly back on track. Um, so yeah, on Hawkeye, did they actually show us how Pim killed him? Because even when they went back and then did the flashbacks as to how he killed all the others, you just see him flying away from a dead Hawkeye. And so I wasn't sure if it was just a case of dead, we really don't care, move on.
1: Squeezed one of his heart valves or something. Yeah.
0: I don't, yeah, or, just or they, something very small.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, Probably. the thing with him, of course, is he's just a man. Yes. So, uh, hmm. I mean, yeah. Thor was taken down surprisingly easy, if we're honest.
0: Yeah, I assume it was some kind of magic arrow or something. But I, I actually like that all of, other than whatever went on with the Hawkeye, which no one cares about anyway, um, I really did like the, the way that they um, used quite inventive ways of killing all these different hmm. Avengers. And... um and the way that they used Ant Man's abilities
1: um, yes. to do so. Yes, I quite liked the In the Hulk
0: standing yeah, as heart really and making that thing, and, and the way. Hulk
1: looking like sort of the end of Akira as he grew.
2: Yes, yes, I thought that was a, a very nice piece of homage certainly notice. There's your Japanese Max. film reference for
1: the week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I assume so.
0: I did properly gasp, though, when that, that arrow hit Thor. Despite having read that there, were going to be a, there was going to be a serial killer, I really did have a... <gasps> My God. I mean, I didn't think
2: it would be Hawkeye, and then I thought it would be, and then it wasn't. <laughs> I mean... It's a whole story in itself. That that story I would have watched. I did think, though, that it it was... It was a very daring choice to have it be that they were kind of killing their own. I mean, mm. I thought they did that so well, because it could have been incredibly confusing. Mm. I th- I just, again, I thought it was an admirable piece of storyboarding and, and telling mm. to, to have that land so well. I felt it,
1: didn't I? And I think it made use of the filmic references it was doing mm. from... Iron Man Two, Incredible Hulk, Thor, yeah. so on. um in the way that the Captain Carter one didn't, because it was just, oh yes, that's that shot, except she's in it instead of them. In this it was, oh we're actually in that film and now it's doing something different. Yeah. But, using but, the same yeah. locations and, mm. and and it was um, it was delightful to have Betty Voss back, for yeah. instance. I kinda wish it was Edward Norton, if I'm honest. Um uh, eh. just for continuity's sake.
0: But we're never going to get continuity with the Hulk, are we? Because of no. the issues. Would mm. that mean that we got to have Jennifer Connolly Because that would be nice. It, it would be.
1: It would be. Because right isn't she the 2003 Hulk? The Ang Lee one.
0: I thought she was the Banner Hulk. Not the Banner Hulk. They're all Banner Hulks, Laura. That's the li- Norton Hulk.
1: That's Liv Tyler, <laughs> I thought she it? was
0: Norton Hulk. Oh, is that Liv oh, Tyler? Oh, no, wait. Oh. 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 To
1: the
2: Googles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we must Google Hulk 2003 film starring Jennifer Connelly as B- Betty Ross and Eric Bernard as Bruce Banner.
2: Wow, I went to see that in the cinema, and I have completely forgotten every second of Eric Banner's performance. <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: every second, incredible. also Remember his when... face
1: remember when Ang Lee made a comic book movie.
2: <laughs> well, yes, because Jennifer Connelly was in it. And I remember Jennifer Connelly. She's been in some bad films and also some of the best films. You
0: know what I saw recently? It was The Rocketeer, I guess. <gasps> it's so it's bad! So, it's so
2: good! What? <laughs> it's so good! And it's one of the dullest films I have seen in my entire life. I love life. it! It's awful. I love awful. it. <gasps> I've never Abby. been so far from you in opinions. Abby. This is exciting. Oh, it's the Dullest film. I think I gave it half a star, and that was for Jennifer Connelly's casting.
0: That is, I mean, that deserved in itself deserves more than half a star, um, but barely
2: because but... it makes absolutely no use of her wonder.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a lot of nostalgia <laughs> over that film. I've I not seen I... it for years and years and years. To be fair, I'm
2: i, I it missed off. it when it happened, um, so I was oh. astonished that I I didn't know about this. Um, yeah. But I'm delighted that you like it, and I think that's fun.
1: <laughs> Jennifer Connelly's in the MCU. She's Suit Lady from Spider-Man Homecoming. What? She's the AI voice thing in Spider-Man's new oh, Iron Uh Oh, Karen. Karen?
0: I didn't know that.
2: But mm. that's nice, because, you yeah. know, Elvis and Karen.
0: Yeah. yeah. I know there's
2: still space for her to be on screen. There's yes. absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Let's make that happen
0: yeah I thought I thought it's a good balance actually of new stuff and then nods to because
1: mm-hmm.
0: we also yeah. had some quite similar lines like what um Banner says to Widow when he first see her about you know that's not going to work out for everybody is very similar to the line in Avengers when mm-hmm. she goes to get him and-, and just little bits that are enough to kind of ping mm. a little response um not in me
1: <laughs> <laughs> no I know darling
0: but <laughs> Could have had a crawl at the beginning. That's what we need for you. We need a Star Wars crawl to remind you everything that's happened in the MCU for like twenty minutes. And previously so on it. the MCU,
2: <laughs> there are like whole universes that I do remember.
1: I know
0: you you are much more up on the Guardians than I am.
1: Yeah, as we've seen in the other TV shows, they're not giving anyone the explanation of what's come before, mm. or, or You know, they, 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 there are moments of helping us tie into it, but. If you've not seen the Ant Man films, this is gonna mean very little to you because I mean Hank isn't he's in the the funeral scene in Endgame mm. outside of outside of the thingy thing. So like yeah, this you're is right. not gonna mean much. And and good. Like it's almost surprising that Ant Man is be being given its own episode, mm. although obviously it's not Ant Man, it's a very different thing. In the same way it's surprising that they visited the Incredible Hulk the universal film they decided to tie in with at some point
0: yeah
2: yeah. I mean I wonder if that's kind of like the DVD extra aspect of the show or if it is deliberately reminding us of these things I mean I know we've got Ant-Man, Quantum, What's It coming, filming
1: now um
0: what (laughs) (laughs) no you got it bang on
1: Ant-Man, Quantum, What's It (laughs) I can't wait to see the poster (laughs) Doctor Strange and the multiverse of Me Bob.
2: <laughs> I was thinking it would be more like a lot of, you know, giant orange cheese flavoured crisps. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like a Cheeto for uh, yeah. American. Oh, us. yeah. <laughs> I believe. Um, anyway. Yeah, because I, I don't quite associate Ant-Man with the avengers i'm not sure if i'm supposed to and i admit when i watched endgame for the first time i was just like oh, it's paul rudd i wonder what he's doing <laughs> um, which which was lovely but confusing i mean i, I had seen ant man but i hadn't remembered that he was a thing in the mcu um because i mean it's an ant very different um it didn't seem to add up um but then I recently watched Ant-Man too, um because I realised that it was the only thing that I hadn't seen. Mm. Um, and we really enjoyed that. That was great fun. Mm. I think we may have mm. covered that previously um, on a pod. So I felt much more equipped to deal with, with Michael Douglas, who, by the way, was Michael Douglas, which yeah. mm-hmm. was, you know, talking of people who have and haven't come to do their characters, you know, um, that was a bit strange, mm.
1: <laughs> I thought. Oh no, I I thought it really worked because Yeah, no, it's the sort of a good int- way. <laughs> yeah, the, the intensity and madness mm. came through really well. I think partially because he is of an age now. <laughs> so his voice doesn't sound as it once did. Um, mm. as you know, if you think of Michael Douglas's voice, it's not necessarily what you would hear, but no. I think it, it it really worked in this situation as someone who lost his wife, lost his daughter, mm. whatever has happened with Cross, has clearly made a yellow jacket suit for himself. And so,
2: mm. On. Mm. no. And I thought, I thought the the artwork and the kind of styling of of the character, I thought it was just mm. all so. It was really quite horrific and and mm. um, very kind of, sort of dark anime villain look. Yeah, quite and scientist. I thought that the voice performance was was fantastic, but also, I mean, fortunate to have Samuel L. Jackson voice acting opposite, because really you did need that depth, Mm. I felt. You know, I think that that there have been other voice performances that might have, you know, he might have kind of chewed up the scenery somewhat.
1: But Yeah, talking about someone who is of an age, but still sounds like he has always sounded. He is only four years younger than Michael Douglas. Mm. But Sam Jackson could probably still sound like he's in Jurassic Park if he wanted to,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then I suppose he could probably also do that kind of furious Mm. aspect as well. He he he's probably got the vocal range, I would say. But especially after having Kurt Russell last week as well, Mm -hmm. I think having these just big to me they seem like such big names. But then again, I suppose to a lot of the Marvel Marvel audience, probably not. Yeah, they're the
1: ands and and withs. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yes.
2: And I don't know. I suppose sometimes the the and and with people must seem like a, a very different concept. If you're younger, I don't know. Go and watch *Romancing the Stone* if you haven't. Well, when you're and, young. and yeah,
1: we're going to get into we can have a good conversation on that because I think one of the ands of *Eternals* is Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know, she's the sort of. Older actor who's a named thing for people. It's like, no, no, I'm not Gun that old. Angelina <laughs> Jolie is the, you know, <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's the veteran.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to call out who I think is voice actor MVP of the episode, despite, you know, whether the writing works or not. But Clark Gregg brought it as Phil Colson.
0: He was, I mean, the fact that that character looked nothing like Phil Colson in the face, and <laughs> yeah, yet I still believed it was twist. Phil Colson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He did fantastically. So you know, I have my issue here with I can't really mm-hmm. tell if a voice performance is good or not. So what I did this time is on my second watch, I looked away from the TV sometimes and just listened. Right. Um, the ones I could identify as being, I think those are the characters: was mm-hmm. Fury, obviously Coulson, Banner, Pym, and Loki. I thought they all sounded okay. like themselves. Hmm. Which, given we did have other actors in there who were playing their their normal characters,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, Renner just—I mean—that could have been anybody.
2: Did anyone feel like Sif got the short end of the stick again? Doesn't she always though? <laughs> just like mm. well, I can't believe we just had to go through this with Loki, and there's Jamie Alexander coming in again, and still
1: <laughs> a line, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, maybe this will be one of our what ifs. What if Sif is what if
2: princess got of to Asgard. be in something?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I just call it Asgard. Asgard. Asgard.
1: <laughs> Asgard. <place. laughs> um, and that was really weird because. I think the day before, or earlier that day, no, yeah, the day before, we'd just seen Jamie Alexander 15, 20 years younger in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. With okay. one of those things of like, I think that extra is Jamie Alexander.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did she have but three words that didn't really contribute? Uh, no,
1: she actually had a little bit of a plot as it turned out. Oh, nice. Out.
0: Yes, okay, yeah. good. good. Um, so, Matty, I read between the lines earlier and got the impression that the whole idea that this was Pim doing this mm-hmm. was something you weren't too keen on or you were a bit baffled by why they would have picked him.
1: It it, it feels a little out of left field. I, I think for me the story doesn't necessarily hang together. I'm fine to let the story be because this is in a, a world of infinite possibilities anything can happen so fine mm-hmm. yes this is the thing that happens but I have a, a, an element of incredulity that it's he ended up hacking the uh, Avengers files, finding out who was on the Avengers list and then going and killing them. Mm. It, it doesn't seem like the way you would take revenge. Um, how so how far- do you take revenge, Matthew? It'd probably kill Sam Jackson. <laughs> it's the, you know, or... It's quite difficult to get to, know, though. Duff him up or something. Um, the Winter you- Soldier tried and couldn't.
0: He's
2: very small, you see,
0: Laura. <laughs> Are you Abby explaining? <laughs> hang
1: on, hang on. We, we have to remember this is a podcast. So, just to explain to everyone, Abby did give a representation of what small might look like. Can we just see? Small. Very small. Oh, so, that's what small is. Okay. That is small. Very small, right.
0: Ant-Man. Ant-Man, Yeah, Some people might have not seen the Ant Man films, Abby, and you've just spoiled him. Oh.
2: well those people who haven't the seen the Ant-Man films will have n- no idea what's going on but it's lucky they're listening to this podcast so we can tell them
0: <laughs> um. the other thing I was thinking Matthew is um, mm. how did you feel about the humour in this one as you were a bit eye-rolly on uh, some of the other
1: stuff yeah I can't really remember much humour except the Clark Gregg stuff I feel like he was the comedy mule a little bit and having to carry some of these and it mm. didn't totally sit with what we knew separately because it felt tangential to what was actually happening did i miss humor was there humor
0: i have to say uh what's the line talking about mjolnir no one can lift it not even jackson and he does crossfit had me laughing out loud good, yeah
1: that's a good line that's, yeah
0: which was actually delivered by renner so okay clearly <laughs> he can do something
2: i wrote down my favorite line from this episode which was mind holding this for me which I thought was hilarious and I just I thought the delivery was amazing and I just what I bit broken. was that it's when Black Widow gives the guard the handcuffs that
1: she's supposed to be oh yes yeah okay <laughs> just not not flourish
0: no <laughs> oh they should have done
1: flourish. wouldn't that have been the thing yeah
2: someone should do flourish it's, it's a long time since we had a flourish
0: I also liked uh, when Loki's army arrived. Uh, did they look like they're from Earth? Maybe Middle Earth.
1: <laughs> yeah, you see that plant, Greg stuff was was quite good, mm. but it didn't feel like a bit. The bit now I'm thinking of it, the bit that I really did did like was Loki's bit at the end where he's he's revealed to be Loki. Oh, it's Loki, not Sam Dax, and mm. not Nick Fury. And he goes, "Hi, tricks to God."
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, hello, and I was just like, if, if if this was 1999, that is how my phone would receive every text message.
1: <laughs> hello, <laughs>
2: it's just such a
1: dress. And um, I think, I think that's the bit that I can, because I wasn't totally taken with Tom Hiddleston's performance; it didn't I sell was, me. I was, but, taken. but that bit I can absolutely see him <laughs> doing, and that feels like Thor era. Yeah. Loki, mm-hmm. that yeah. sort of in the background, just a bit like, I've got my own story going on and I'm <laughs> the centre of it, just so we're aware. <laughs> well, you can now go and have your conversation.
2: <laughs> that was the thing. As as we were sort of discussing favourites and things, and I was thinking, well, how far through the programme can I get? Because really, Loki was a lot of, of my favourite, but I think absolutely hit the nail on the head there is that he is the central character in his own story here, <laughs> yeah. but very little to do with this episode. Yeah, And and this is really the story of how Loki took over the world and he's not the central character in it, which I think is the most Marvel what if you could possibly have. <laughs> what if? You know that whole show you just watched? What if? <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, which I, I just, I thought it was brilliant. And I, I really, really, really liked every moment of Loki that we had. Um, also notably interesting that he refers to Thor as the Crown Prince, which is, you know, just a kind of really departing from elements of their previous um, relationship, I suppose. Just quite willing now that Thor is dead to <laughs> refer to him as the Crown Prince. Yeah, I exactly. oh, yeah, I
1: can absolutely buy it that yeah. he will say what serves his needs. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. and
2: I just, I thought that was... There was just some really nice character details, and I think all of the characters did have it. As I say, everyone was recognisable mm. as themselves with their traits. Um, yeah, weird having Iron Man even at the beginning, albeit only voiced.
0: I was going to ask, what did uh, you guys think of our alternative R D J?
2: Really was an alternative R D J, wasn't <laughs> It was just I missed him.
1: I I thought they had just reused lines from the film. Really? I, thought he, I, I thought he gave a good, you know, impression of, mm. but I didn't feel anything from this that was different from what we already had.
0: On first watch, I thought, "Oh God, no! I don't, I don't want to see someone <laughs> trying to do because they would have to do uh, because, yeah, RDJ is such a big part of that character of Tony. Mm. They would have to do an RDJ impression, really. Yeah. And so, I thought, oh God, so I was quite pleased when he was killed off early. But then when I watch about the second time, it's a pretty good impression, to be honest. Mm. It is, but I think you could just tell
2: that we weren't going to get much of it.
1: Yeah, no. I, th- I think doing an impression is easier than doing a performance. Yep. Because he he can just listen to the lines and be like, I need to channel that. And as a you know, if he's a really good voice actor, he can yeah do that. That's that's.
0: I think we we, we have think. got a more Iron Man heavy one coming up, mm-hmm. just from bits. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm just from, you know mm. seeing from bits, Um and I'm slightly dreading that. Not dreading, that's okay. not true. But I. I I have low expectations, let's say, no matter how good the voice actor is, just because there is such a, a magic to that performance and we know it so well mm. that um, I do wonder if it's going to be...
2: It, it does feel odd, you know, and and as I, I think we were saying, you know, I, I found the Black Widow voice odd. I mean, and that was a performance and you can't argue and that's what this is and, and those things, mm. but it is interesting separating out the characters from their actors mm. um which is sort of slightly inevitable
1: yeah because they are all so much in front of the camera for interviews and discussions often you know, that they are mm. deeply linked so
2: and uh, you know half of half the thing of this podcast has been kind of having that conversation about what what does the actor bring what do they bring with them mm. and what do they take in some cases from from these things um so, yeah, it's
0: it's a difference. I have to be honest, I didn't need to see Widow die again. <laughs> I mean, I know that was I, a rather important part of the plot. But I've really seen, see
1: yeah, a, a few comments of that, that it now feels like that's happened three times. Yeah. So, you know, I could not do that. Anymore. And
0: I know I'm probably being oversensitive here, but everyone else got a relatively clean death, and they beat her to death. <laughs> Which... I mean there's some interesting stuff there, I think, around Hank Pym's history in the comics, Abby. I'm right mm-hmm. thinking he had some
2: Not hugely fait okay with issues. Hank Pym in the comics. Some but, domestic
0: uh, abuse. He has, yep. yeah, yeah, he used to yeah. um abuse Janet. Janet, thank you. Yeah. Um, um, but it did get me thinking that obviously there were quite a few MCU fistfights in uh in the universe and hand to hand combat and what have you. But we don't this just isn't really a thing that, you know, a character is beaten to death by the other one normally it's like a blow and that person is probably dead, but let's pretend they're unconscious Mm. over there. Mm. If it's like a background character or, you know, somehow the fight is interrupted. So yeah, I I was a bit, and I know we don't see it because it's in the dark and it's off screen, but you know, when you carry that through, Widow gets beaten to death, feels somehow more violent than Mm. the Mm. others.
2: Mm. So mm. Yeah, it is pretty conceptually shocking. I think, um, yeah, um, but I suppose yeah. Okay. I just just going to say again, it's it's one of those things where you can cut away in a cartoon, and because of the pace of the rest of the cartoon, you really do move on. But you just couldn't do that in a film, mm-hmm.
1: For
2: which I'm you grateful. But still, yeah,
1: I do. We, we've talked separately about the violence of these things, and they're you know PGs or twelves, um, but yet there are still action figures and dress-up costumes, and all the mm. kids do know about them. I am feeling a little bit like this is pitched a bit younger. Not not necessarily just because it's a cartoon. I feel it's a little more...
0: You think uh, the serial killer story was pitched a bit younger?
1: Yeah. Uh, to,
0: to, I mean, I no, suppose... I, like I, let's the let's story yeah. as a
1: separate thing, you know, mm. and depth of story and revenge for a daughter dying and so on. Mm. But I think what is displayed on screen is... Less violent, less graphic than what we see in the films.
2: I'm not sure it is. I mean, I'm pretty sure Peggy Carter absolutely beat the crap out of a lot of people.
0: The Hulk did Um, explode.
2: He did. Hmm. (laughs) And, you know, I, I suppose I just I feel like it's not entertaining enough. For young people, granted, I don't know very many. So you know, tell me if you've got some or are one or whatever. And this, and they're just hooked on this procedural aspect of of things and and the complex storyline. I don't know. I can't I can't imagine young people being massive because you need so much Marvel content to be inside you mm. to appreciate it. Which is not to say that they don't carry The MCU, I, with I think. Them. For the,
1: I mean, I mean, by and large, they know what happens anyway because they discuss it. But like, are, you, are we talking evil. twelve
2: or twenty-one or what? Ten
1: again? You, you think ten-year-olds 10 would right?
2: be interested in this? Yeah, I'm,
1: because
2: I'm it's with because genuine it's surprise.
1: because it's the characters that they like to play and watch and have on their own cartoons. Because I mean, I mean, the the Iron Man actor is Iron Man in the Iron Man, in the Avengers cartoons, so they are absolutely carrying some of that over. I mean, when you yeah. compare when you compare it to the graphicness of the space whale death, what happens to the Chitari, a lot of the destruction of the Ultron bots. I mean, the Ultron bots are robots, but they're still quite graphically destroyed in places. And some of the some of the stuff that we see, and when you get to Infinity War, and we've got blood splattering over people and so on. I think, yeah, Peggy goes and hits people, but in a very cartoon way that doesn't show bruises and marks and violence yeah. from it.
0: I think it's more that, for me, I would agree, You, it, it feels younger... Or more appropriate for a younger audience in a way because it's a because it's a cartoon, mm. so there isn't that same visceral of, you know, this you can see this person getting this. It's interesting. The director for these um is the guy who's done the storyboards for all of the films since Avengers. Okay. For, for the I think action, you can
2: tell. I mm-hmm. really think it. I I feel a bit like it's. It's the story he wants to make as somebody who usually has to draw a lot more stuff. <laughs> and it's
1: that's, like, yeah, that's, I know how this works. Yeah, that's quite nice to keep a through line yeah. and keep a sort of house style.
2: Definitely. Mm. I think that's... Actually, I think that's probably the key to why I think it's good.
1: Yeah. But, like, the, the, yes, the Hulk explodes... Someone had to draw that, and they could have drawn it much more graphically, yeah, and grossly than actually what we got. So. He, he, he but kind of, I don't you know. feel
2: like the age pitch is necessary. Like, I wonder if some of it is just the type of audience that they're going for more, mm. more of a like because I don't think it's it's necessarily age that puts people off. I think it's people who actually maybe things are a bit hard. Maybe I don't want to sit down and watch people be covered in blood and and all these things. Like Mm -hmm. Maybe that's not the Disney Plus audience that they're going for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's so much age as kind of coziness or like we don't mind having this on in the house sort of thing, I wonder.
1: Mm. Because
2: I I just don't I feel like if it was pitched younger it would be a lot more bells and whistles and musically active. I, I could be wrong, but this feels like kind of 20 something anime okay I
0: think. Yeah. <laughs> you Maybe. are the my little pony aficionado so well that's the thing
2: I like, will go with... it's not my little pony which that's... is also not necessarily
1: yeah. for kids but yeah it is more eon flux than my little pony yeah it is of, yeah, it okay. is
2: exactly mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I think <laughs> I just want to say something about um you know how how are people finding now that sort of things are coming back because one of the things we talked about a lot over marvellous is um it's how there hasn't been much else going on and there hasn't been mu- much else in the way of new media or things to contrast and compare it with and it's kind of been what we've all been sort of hanging on to but now things are starting to come back you know we've got as you were saying earlier we've got um suicide squad and mm-hmm. things coming out in the cinemas and stuff to do in the world um in some places you know not in others um and it's in a way, you know. It, I mean, even though I'm not going out and doing things, I have definitely found some other stuff to watch and do and have been hugely rewarded by it, whole swathes of things that are not Marvel-related, except when they are. Um, <laughs> but I feel like it's given me enough space to just really enjoy this series, which is very small and very neat and quite short, yeah. um, for what it is, is where I'm going. And I realised kind of how much earlier in the year I was really hanging on things like WandaVision. Division. Um, yeah. and Falcon and the Winter Soldiers to be this kind of overarching source of stuff. And I wondered if you felt that sort of contrast at all, now that there's more new.
0: Yeah, I, I also think WandaVision was a bit of a special case, mm. because it had been so long since we had any Marvel at all. Mm. It was January. It feels hard it to was... imagine now. <laughs> I, know, I know, it's, it's absolute <laughs> um, famine to feast, But yeah, it was January. It was dark. It was horrible. <laughs> mm, no, it's and, true. It was. And so I do, and, and because it was this mystery box, it was this, that mm. all of it. I mean, the amount of discussion. Yeah, you know, I have to go and look for mm. what people think about what's what if. Whereas with Wandavision, it was you know slapping me in the face what people thought about it. Um, so, I think there's an element of that, and yes, it was very much Friday morning was an event. Whereas now I quite regularly forget that Wednesday is when. Um, and what yeah. if is on, and then have to remember, oh, crap! I need to watch it, and that I want to watch it. Obviously, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it is more of a different, yeah. How about you, Matthew? Uh,
1: I'm the same that I've been doing a bit more, more socialising, more um, engaging with other media. I think you're absolutely right. There is this quite nice thing that it's been enough time that they have filmed and produced and now released things. So, like the DC CW shows are coming back. Uh, Mythic Quest Series 2 was coming out, which is exceptionally good. Um, I, I I feel like it feels like there's more time between episodes. and I don't know if that's the, mon- mm. the, the Wednesday to Wednesday rather than Friday to Friday, because Friday is... Friday, if I want to have a better way to describe it. It's the end of the week, and it's the start of the weekend and so on. So Friday is more of a deal than Wednesday.
0: I wonder if it's also because we record... We now record straight on a Thursday away. night straight mm-hmm. away. Was before we'd wait. Um, we, for various reasons, wait until the Monday to record. So then it felt like the next episode. I don't know if that makes any difference. Mm. No, I think that's
2: that's true as well. And there was also with with I think all all the other three shows there was a bit of a of a narrative that would develop because mm-hmm. you've got kind of you know we get it first thing in the morning, America gets it last thing at night, and you just kind of get that roll of discourse through when each wave of people gets around to watching it and. You know, if there is a theme, so and so picks up on it, and then it it does its Hmm. social media business. Yeah, uh, (laughs) but I feel like there's been a, as you say, it's the discourse has been a lot less, and I don't know if that's. I'd be interested to know, like the viewing numbers and stuff, like how this Hmm. is doing in comparison. Mm. Um, I felt it was less with Loki, even, and Loki had massive viewing numbers. I think people didn't have quite so much to say, except when they did.
1: (laughs) Yeah, except for that last episode maybe the last two, Loki never quite hit its high point, whereas I think the other series hit their high point very early on with the introduction of major characters, major ideas, um, the coming of the new Captain America in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for instance. Like, that was a big thing everyone discussed early on. So
2: Yeah. Uh, but no, I just... What I am enjoying, and you know, part of the reason that I really look forward to doing this pod each week, is that it's kind of really... Becoming a bit of a shape of the year as much as anything. And it makes you realise that the MCU is sort of (laughs) kind of like the Watcher, sort of creeping behind (laughs) you (laughs) as you go about your daily business Um, and just kind of waiting for you to pay attention to it or not. Um, And I think that what I'm saying is I've paid attention to Marvel things slightly less during this what if time so far, but Mm. I have enjoyed the time I've spent with it, I think, significantly Mm. more. Yeah. And part of that is also possibly because I'm not asking the show to do everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: No, absolutely.
1: I, I, I feel like the other Marvel properties. So we mentioned Eternals and Shang-Chi is coming up. Shang-Chi, mm. is, Shang-Chi. Is, is coming up. They have absolutely crept up on me. And, yeah. and you know, there's now a Spider-Man trailer and that's not far off as well. I'm like, well, <laughs> we're about to suddenly get a lot. And I, you know, this has felt very far in advance.
2: I'm looking forward to Spider Man after that trailer. I really am. I really enjoyed the discourse about about that. It's okay. It's fine. I won't. I don't have any more to say about. There is it. no trailer.
1: We're not going to say anything. That's I'm fine. doing my
2: crazy
0: eyes at both of them. <laughs> as I have somehow Fair managed not. not to see the trailer.
2: No, no need for eyes. It's all fine. But um, but no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I
0: didn't think I was, but no, but I am. Cool the last thing for me is just whenever now widow lands in that fighting pose all i can think of think is that was disgusting in the elena's voice
2: every do time think, do you think she's ruined it has she like smashed the glass on the pose Cause
0: no because that's such a just,
2: little sister it's, success it's, isn't
0: it it's, it's such a, a fond feeling as well because yeah, yeah. really like the film and, and the character. so
1: yes. it, it it's all, almost a rite of passage the bit where Tiana Paris did it in Vision, and we all went oh she landed in the superhero <laughs> yes. pose and, and the show made a point of showing it and this is a part of this has come from Deadpool doing this whole she's gonna land in the superhero pose yeah. you watch it and it is a when they land in that pose it means a thing and when you get to see someone first land in that pose it's like they're They've now arrived. a hero <laughs> hooray The that Widows starts.
0: is slightly different because it is it's that leg out to the side thing which is mm, particularly posy. Um yes, it hasn't ruined it, it just makes me giggle every time. Oh know,
2: I thought of something that I wanted to mention in this, which is just really not like a great note to end on. <laughs> just I'm not
0: editing it in early, no. and we'll just deal
2: with it. <laughs> so it's really weird that they have branded coffins.
0: <laughs> well, she has a branded um, headstone. No, yeah, no, but yeah, like, awesome. that's after like twenty seven films. And you know I did think when I saw that is I thought of um the Batman film? No, not Batman. Is it Batman where he's got the all Stop the saying Batman. <laughs> Batman? Batman, Batman, Batman. Um, where he it's steals the drive? <laughs> hey, if I did it three times and Ben Affleck turned up here, I'd be oh, trying. No. Of all the Batmans, not for any of them? No, not Val Kilmer. Maybe not. Oh, Val Kilmer. Oh. Anyway. Val Kilmer's a anyway. hero. Um, so there's one of the DC films with a, a bat flag in it, and it's when he's when he's stolen the drive from. Oh, I want not say uh, the Joker, Batman but it isn't. it's the other guy, Lex Luthor? Thank you. Mr. Luthor. And, uh, I'm really into Marvel. Not talking. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's watching though. He's got like the clips and that. And Lex Luthor has yep. already find all these symbols <laughs> yeah. for these people. Because on the basis that this is not yet the Avengers, they've died before they could become the Avengers. So clearly Fury has thought up symbols for most of these people. I like that it would be him as well. You know, there's no
2: branding team. It's just Nick Fury just you know there, Stephanie just Fury? going, I'm going to do this and we're just going to, you know, nice rounded edges, very simple design, easy to print. <laughs> 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 we'll get it on a T-shirt and a cushion. <laughs>
0: Right. have has a line of I am wrapping us up as we've come way over the time that we planned, Sorry. which I know is probably my fault. So we are done with this marvellous murder mystery. Um, we will be back next week looking at the next episode of What If, whatever that may be. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eloquent Gushing. I'm on Twitter at Laura Geeks Out. Abby, where can we find you? Uh, this A.E. Sure. And Matthew?
1: I'm on Twitter at Matthew Vose. And you can even support us if you love this show and think it's amazing and want to throw a monetary support towards us. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash eloquent gushing, where you get access to all sorts of behind the scenes exclusive cool stuff. We we will send you out some exciting merch, but you get the warm glow in your heart knowing that you are supporting people making content you enjoy. That's patreon.com slash eloquent gushing.
0: Yeah, those Disney checks don't go too far, really. (laughs) Even when I'm doing my best Pollyanna. (laughs)